Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hey, Curly. Doing good. Um, (laughs) You know, just hanging here with uh, Jessica Sterling, Jessica Sterling, Jessica Sterling. (laughs) What's the, the, trying to think of three J's. Uh, uh, juice tops that you stick and use as retainers. <laughs> um, Jurassic Such a Park. Jurassic Park is the best. You're not helping your case for being anti-dinosaur if you trash Jurassic Park. I never. Okay. Once again, literally never <laughs> did. I just said Jurassic Park. And then it's like, you're trashing Jurassic Park. I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. don't think Likely I did that. Story. Yeah. Um, we are here talking Boy Meets World, of course, season two, season two, season three, uh, episodes four and five. Yeah, it's Monday. Welcome back. It's our friend anniversary. Not when this comes out, but on the date we're recording. Happy um, friend anniversary. Happy friend anniversary to you, too. We made it an entire year of friendship. And it took us. I, I didn't even realize we were only friends for like two months when we started the podcast. Like, that's kind of wild when you think about it. Well, we were fast friends. Mm-hmm. I felt like we got to know each other really well, really quickly. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we talked, like, nonstop for at least a few days. No, Um, it was, like, weeks where we were, like, literally, like, morning to night, like, chatting. Yeah. Almost like, you know, you find the love of your life on a Tinder profile and you don't stop talking to them. It was basically like that. It's exactly what it was. This is what's, this is, like, podcast soulmates. Like, if podcasters had soulmates. Yeah. Or, like, friend soulmates. I guess it works either way. Twin Twin flames. 
There we go. Are twin, we twin flames. Well, I, except you're more of a water sign, but you I don't know. know. That's a thing. Like I don't even like people were like um, soulmates are not a thing anymore. Like people say, like you're my twin flame. Oh, that's a, is that like is that like a thing? Is that like a, a thing? Like a Gen Z thing or something? I don't think it's a Gen Z thing. I just think it's a thing. It's a, I don't. Thing if general. anybody knows if twin flames are different from soulmates, like let me know. But it's a serious thing. Like, oh, you're okay. my twin flame. Like, essentially, like you on a spiritual sense were like one flame that split into two. Oh, that's like a that's like a whole other thing. Okay, it's deep. This is very deep. This is not deep. as deeply as I was thinking. Yeah, one soul <laughs> in two bodies. See, I don't I don't know if this is controversial. I don't believe in soulmates. Like, is that a controversial thing to say? Probably mm, not. I don't, I don't think, think so. Do. I think that according to Carrie Bradshaw, you have three <laughs> three great loves in your life. I don't think you're limited. That's where that's the thing, right? Like, I just don't feel like you're limited. But like, Mm -hmm. I feel like some people get along better than others. But I feel like to say that someone is your soulmate, to me, kind of takes away from like the work that you put into a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, seems pretty practical and very unromantic. (laughs) Sounds like me. (laughs) Sounds accurate. (laughs) Do you believe in soulmates? Do you think that's a thing? Mm, I don't know. I, I, You know what? Next time this subject comes up, I'm going to come up with the true opinion. Okay. I, Maybe it'll come up for, like, the show, right? Like, I'm sure at some point like, Corey calls Topanga his soulmate. Like, is, you know that happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, like, normally I would say, like, I don't believe in something like love at first sight. But, like... When I first saw Drew through those stop and shop windows, like <laughs> my heart like went a flutter. Interesting. And like I like it was like it really did feel like an instant connection. Like I told you the story, like how yeah. I was like pretty much like a prude up into that point. But like the minute that Drew and I met officially for the first time, we like made out at the back of the stop and shop. <laughs> Yeah, with the story. So it's you've so heard it before. Funny. No, though. I have, but every time it's just ridiculous to me. I know. I just, I just am so like different in that way. Like I just like, yeah. It takes me a decent amount of time to feel like, yeah. like you know, like I really like somebody. And not only that, like yeah. even if I like someone instantly, like I have to know them very, very well. Like I've never dated anybody without being friends with them first. Right. Yeah. That's you, just that's said, how I operate. Yeah. yeah. Like I have to feel like I really know a person and I'm like truly, truly comfortable with them. Yeah. So just completely well, different. But. I mean, it. I mean, have you ever hung out at the back of a stop and shop by the deli counter? Because I mean, you, it sounds awfully romantic. You can't say <laughs> that you haven't been in love until you've done that. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm. Miss, like, I won't even, like, PDA for the most part. Like, I'm not making out in the back of a There were no other people besides the delicatessens. Weren't they watching you? I don't, I don't remember. I felt like we were the only two people You, you were probably being watched. Like, you probably had, like, a person like Feeny just, like, spying on you like a creeper. I gotta be honest, I've never thought about that before in my existence. (laughs) That would be the first thing I would be thinking about. That never crossed my mind before. watching. I mean, as a Leo, I'm always thinking of I'm being watched. Yes. Yes. Always looking for an audience, you know. (sighs) 
Yeah, I don't know. That never that never crossed my mind. Now it's I'll be thinking about it. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I was in um, the moment. Yeah, why not? Flying by the seat of your pants. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're we're here. We're doing our 90s nightcap, obviously, to celebrate the occasion. I'm drinking a basic-ass bitch black cherry white cloth. <laughs> For sure, the most basic of the beverages. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lovely. drinking a, a freeze-on tay. So. We love to see it. Yeah, I'm I'm in pain, but you don't need to know. Oh, yes, from the sunburn, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really badly burnt. Ugh, if you would put on sunblock like I told you to. I did, but it was a spray, and, like, Michelle... Did you rub it in enough? Because, like, even the sprays, you have to. I did not rub it in at all. <laughs> That's probably why, like, because even if it's a spray, you have to, like, distribute. Uh, no, I didn't do that. I'm in so much pain. I'm sure you are. Did you put aloe on today? Yeah, girl. Look at All my right. aloe. Oh, you got it. Yeah, you aloe got it. replenishing by. aloe vera by Walgreens. <laughs> Walgreens. Walgreens. <laughs> uh, haven't got my back yet, though. But whatever. Yeah, you're gonna need some help with that later. Yeah. Um. Anyway, onto Boy Meets World, uh, episode four. He said, she said. Um, let's, let's get into it. We, we get some more Eli in these two episodes. Very exciting. We love seeing Eli. Very minor part, but still fun to see him present. Uh, Feeney has like a ton of baskets, like gift baskets. Mm. And he sees Eli. He's like handing them over because he wants Eli to bring them to his car. Like, Eli yeah. is not your assistant, Feeney. Yeah. Get out of here. Feeney. Like, Eli is just trying to be the media arts teacher. He's not like your bat boy. Like, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like Eli thought that he was getting baskets. Um, I mean, I would definitely have stolen some of the stuff out of that basket on yeah. my way to put it in Feeney's car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, there was some kiwi, some mango, a Toblerone, a uh, airplane <sighs> favorite. People I love getting that for planes. I love Toblerone. Ever yeah. since I saw the episode of Friends where Joey got a Toblerone, every mm-hmm. year my parents get us Toblerones for Christmas. <laughs> oh, yum. And some, like thing. yeah, some beluga caviar. This is like, what kind of gift baskets have caviar? Like, this is oh. like the ritziest shit I've ever heard of. Yeah, that of. didn't really surprise me. I felt like I've I've heard about that before. I don't. Well, I, I live in you know like yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. poor city. I guess no, <laughs> don't well, eat caviar. No, 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 no. Yeah, I um I don't think I've had caviar. Um, it's like fish eggs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Ooh. it is. I mean, it's uh-huh. people like it. It's apparently salty. You are a fan of savory, so you might like that. Maybe if you just try it. Um, but how are seniors? So seniors are buying these to try to get a college recommendation out of Feeney. How the hell are they affording these? <laughs> seniors' parents are buying them. Oh, I'm sure. This that is like sense. a uh, like a varsity blues situation. Where this is like an Abby Morgan from Dawson's Creek's parents like buying her way into college mm-hmm. for her. Yeah, yeah, like William H Macy. And like Aunt Becky. Yes, 100%. Yeah. So basically, right. So seniors are trying to get into college, and Feeney's like, no way, Jose. Never would I ever. Not going to happen. He sees Eric in the hall, and he's like, they haven't built a fruit basket big enough to sway me. Um, and Eric's like, oh, no problem, Feeney. I would never, ever even try it. And we know something is up 
already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Feeney comes into class and he sees that Corey has a papaya and he's very suspicious of Corey's papaya. I he brings a whole papaya to school. What's he going to yeah, cut that with? Yeah. I want to know where Corey did get the papaya. Because you can't and, bring knives yeah. to school. So. No. He was inspecting it. Little plastic knives I don't think will do the job. No. And like papayas have like those big black seeds in them. Um, I've never it's not had like a fruit that you would just no. randomly. It's not an apple mm-hmm. or a banana. It no, make any sense. I know. I do think that this papaya was stolen from mm. a ba- from a basket, or maybe like a rolled, like um, you like the meatball, the meatball that like rolled down the street. <laughs> the um, song, yeah, like a papaya. Got I had a papaya. meatballs for dinner. Did you? Yes. Oh, just goes works perfectly. Yeah. But like who the hell would steal a papaya of all of the things like, you know, there's if there's Toblerone, there's other chocolates. Like, I think the papaya, the papaya fell off the truck. OK. Yeah. And, he's, and he was like inspecting it. He was like, what is this? Like, what is this fruit? Never seen it before. Um, so Feeney is coming into class because he's there to tell Mr. Turner that Sean missed his history test. And Jonathan's surprised, and Corey's like, oh, wait, 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 I forgot to tell you, like, Sean came down with something. Yeah, he has a severe case. Did he say sloth? Like, the animal? So, he, so okay, so, like, he goes, like, Feeney, like, help me out here, like, and then Feeney, like, makes, like, a snide remark, like, sloth, like, he's... He's lazy. Being lazy. Right. And then, like, Corey doesn't, apparently doesn't know what sloths are, apparently. I mean... Kristen Bell made sloths huge. A oh few my years god, ago. that video! Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I watched that video of her reacting to finding out that there was a sloth nearby. Yeah, her reaction is so genuine yeah. and pure. I know. So I think all children know what sloths are, but in 1995, like maybe they just weren't like a household animal. So he's yeah, like, before Kristen Bell put them on the map, nobody <laughs> yeah. knew what a sloth was. Yeah. So Corey's like, oh yeah, 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 Hong Kong sloth, like. Sure, this is apparently an ailment. Um, Turner <laughs> leaves and like Feeney's like, this is not your best work, Corey. No, very no. obvious. And Turner's be like better. really, really, really pissed. He yeah. sees Sean uh, in their apartment. Sean is about to order Forrest Gump on pay-per-view. Um, yeah, can you imagine I going like, on pay-per-view? I, f- I feel like Sean would not be the type to enjoy Forrest Gump. Like, he probably doesn't know. know what it is. He probably doesn't. He's probably like, oh, there's trees or something. Yeah. I also have the Forrest Gump DVD. So if anybody wants to rent from um, Sarah's Sa- Netflix, Sarah's Netflix <laughs> let me know. Um, yeah. um, and t- Turner's like really pissed. He's really frustrated. Sean has missed a ton of school. And this is where I find it so interesting that like I Turner's like I just I don't have time to like figure out what's going on with you like obviously something is up to me the next words out of his mouth would be like oh let's go like let's get you to see a therapist no let's go get you to see the guidance counselor okay because like guy okay so like I like don't like guidance counselors it's like pretty (laughs) known that like I have a huge problem like all guidance counselors because I think that they suck but I think that guidance counselors are not only there to discuss colleges with you. I think that they're supposed to be like um, counselors in other sense. Oh, really? See, I just I don't have 
too much experience. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I never saw my guidance counselor up yeah. until I was, like, looking at colleges. And then yeah. I, like, was forced to go. Whereas, like, maybe nowadays, like, I don't know. Let People let me know if you're a teacher or you work in, like, the educational system. If, like, there's more interaction now. Uh, maybe there is between well, guidance counselors and students. But I, I feel like the stuff that Sean is going through, not yeah. for nothing. He should have been in therapy years ago for, like, oh, the shit yeah. he's been hey, put through. Yeah. But, I mean, this is the 90s. Like, I know, you know, I know. Therapy is just, like, we still have the mentality that therapy's like, you know, shrinks. Like, that was, like, the word back in the day. Like, there's yeah. shrinks. Like, and it's, like, a very negative connotation back then. I mean, even yeah. still, everybody, we struggle against it being um, stigmatized. But, but yeah, so he's like, oh, we, uh, you're going to go see a guidance counselor. And it's like, okay, all right. So mm-hmm. we're in the hallway now, and Sean is, like, not down for it. He doesn't want to go see the guidance counselor, not by any means. And then we meet the guidance counselor. She's a very young woman. Um, and, and I might point out, we now have the men's room that was Feeney's office is now a guidance counselor's office. I know. It's so crazy. I noticed that too, of course. Like, I can't not see it every single time. It's changing. It's It's so crazy. Someone, someone like call the concurrency police like Mm -hmm. the you know what is it called Mm -hmm. i think that's what it's called continuity continuity police Mm -hmm. how many times is this door gonna change so far it's been three times three different things yeah i can't wait to see what it is next okay like honestly why can't you just have three doors right next to each other like, would it have been really that hard to build a, a wall with three doors or four doors? Or put another door, like, up the stairs, right? Like, well, there's there stairs is right there. There is a door up the stairs, but isn't so it, like, the coat closet? One. I thought it was I the coat closet. I feel like that's somewhere else. Know. But this yeah, like, set needs to expand. This world is very small. It is. Someone needs to fix this. I what, Let's make some guesses. So we've already had men's bathroom, Feeney's office, guidance counselor's office. Mm-hmm. Do you have any guesses for what other room this is going to be at some point in the future? I mean, the easy one is the girl's room. Okay. I'll go coat closet or like janitor's oh, closet. I feel like yeah. that would work as well. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. It's um, so bizarre. It's going to be like the locker room next or oh, like probably yeah the room to the gym like the locker yeah, room. Exactly. The gym. yeah exactly um so crazy so Sh- Devin collins is the name and sean now wants to go to her because i don't know like she's young and she's attractive. young and attractive sure so then we have griff uh has his uh new business he is selling um feeny stationery Namely to Eric at this time. Uh, Frankie wants to get very handsy with Eric in this episode. Mm-hmm. He is really sus- insistent on patting him down. So, um, yeah. So selling Feeny stationery um, so that Eric can write his own recommendation letter. Um, the envelopes are coming on Tuesday. Yes. I mean, honestly, it's a, a pretty ingenious idea if you mm-hmm. can figure out how to um, basically forge the letter. It, it is, it's a good idea. Yeah. I I don't think it's that hard to like make up stationery. But it, it, once again, in my recollection, the um, the guidance counselors collected the um recommendation letters 
to be dispersed to the colleges. I don't think so. In my school, I think we could keep them, but they were like sealed. Like you weren't supposed yeah, to. Yeah, why can't you see the recommendation letters? It's very, very suspicious. Right? Maybe they they don't want tampering, I guess. But like, yeah, you should be able to see what your teacher said about you. Absolutely. Um, maybe it's all like there are no recommendations. Like maybe it's just like one sentence and you think that they're writing paragraphs about you. And it's just like accept them or decline them. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like there has to be a reason why you can't see. The recommendation letters, like even yeah. after you graduate. I don't know. If you're a guidance counselor or teacher, let us know because now I'm curious. Oh, um, yeah. Do we? Uh, I think I know a teacher. Yeah, we should definitely follow up because now I'm now I want to know. Um, but we get this like side plot with Joey and Frankie where Joey has heard from Harley. Uh, he's getting out of reform school. He's busting out. Mm-hmm. And um, now Joey is very nervous because he doesn't want Harley and Griff to meet. He feels like it's going to be like really bad. Frankie's like, oh, no, it's going to be great. I can't wait. And then he kind of realizes like, oh, no, like both of them. We're like minions for both of these guys. Now they're going to have to meet and like fight it out, I guess. Yeah. Um, or they're going to have to choose sides. Right. And they don't want to have to do that. They're lackeys. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. Um, Kind of an interesting side plot to see Harley and Griff meet. But um, yeah, now we're in the guidance counselor's office. And <laughs> Sean thinks that he's going to get like the sh- same old spiel, same old song and dance about, oh, education being super important. Um, And meanwhile, the guidance counselor, first of all, I feel like not great to say it's your first time counseling somebody. Like, I feel like don't admit that to the student. Yeah. Um, like, to me, this guidance counselor was supposed to be portrayed as, like, really ditzy and stupid. Mm-hmm. And, but honestly, like, some of the things that she was saying was, um, in my opinion, pretty on par. So it was like she was supposed to be stupid, but then she had like a lot of things that I kind of agree with. So it's like, but are we supposed to like watch this and be like, oh, she's just being a big dummy? I think the thing is, is we have to remember the the context in that it's in the 90s. And so in the 90s, if you did go to a guidance counselor, of course, all they're going to talk about is how important college is, how important education is. That was what was pushed on us. Exactly. And I think and maybe I'm wrong. I still think education is important. Yes. And they still probably say that. But I also Mm -hmm. think they might give other options like trade school, for example, or, you know what I mean? Like more practical options for you know hands-on options for people who maybe aren't great at school or don't enjoy school or don't want to get a further you know further education Mm -hmm. um I think it's really just the context of like the time that it's in that we are supposed to see her as being stupid for suggesting that not everybody should go to college now I also think some of the stuff she does probably isn't the best because she doesn't know Sean. She just met him. This is her first session with him and she's talking about taking a year off to travel. She has no idea mentally where he is and I don't know what she has on him in terms of like background knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she knows the whole situation. I mean, obviously she knows that Turner is like his guardian for now, but does she know the whole mom situation and father situation? Maybe yes, maybe no. Like I feel like she should realize that whatever she says is going to make a decent sized impact on him and it might not be taken the right way. Um, now, it's not like she said, 
go off right now and travel. You know, she did say, oh, I did it. I took a gap year. Um, right. But I don't know. I still feel like she could have handled it. I don't think she's a complete idiot, but I think she could have handled it better right. than she did. Right, right, right. Like, they do talk about the family a little. Like, you know, she says that um, in her household, it was the three M's, money, marriage, and mortgage. While Sean says that in his household, it's the three B's, babes, bus, bu- babes, Bucks and brewskis. Um, and then he's like, oh, yeah, like my dad was like the philosopher of the trade park. He used to say like one man's septic tank is another man's oasis. I never knew what that meant. And yeah, so then this is when Devin, the guidance counselor is like what I think he means is that what's good for one person doesn't hold for everybody. Um, so like essentially, yes, like college is not meant for everybody. I felt the same way when I was a kid. I took a year off and traveled to Europe. I even lived in Spain for six months. Um, and, you know, I did go to college eventually, but I needed to learn about myself first. Um, and yeah, like, I don't really think that this is awful advice. Maybe it's advice that is better suited for somebody a little bit older that wouldn't take this advice very literally. But right. Um, But ultimately, in a 2021 setting, I think that this is fair. Gap years are extremely common, especially for the kids that graduated high school in 2020 that would not be able to go dorm and have a normal, um, you know, college experience. Like, what's the point of spending $50,000 a year if you're doing it from your home? Like, you might as well take a gap year. Yeah, that and it's just, yeah, it's different now, right? Like it doesn't always make sense to get all that student loan debt um, just to go to college. If you if you truly don't know what you want to do, why are you spending as much money as you said to not know what you're doing? Um, So interesting. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more. um, But we're back on the hallway. Uh, Eli needs a favor from Feeney. He needs help with a public service announcement. Uh, apparently, his the kids in his class think that Feeney would make the perfect narrate, narrator. Um, Eli gives them the lines, and of course, Feeney starts like immediately making changes to the script because Feeney is a control freak and can't let it go for five seconds. Um, I think this is funny. I I like the Eli Feeney relationship already. I think that starting them off with the the interview, I think it's 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 comedy gold. Like when you have them together, and I kind of like not overusing Turner when we're going to have him used yeah. more for Sean later in this episode. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a, a definitely a good call. Um, we get Joey. Um, so <laughs> I, one of my favorite things about this episode is that like Joey is on like the dark, dark like web, like way before Reddit. <laughs> but like, you know that this is like some sketchy chat room. Yeah. Like um, ASL or is that what it was? Yeah. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Each yeah. yeah. Like some sketchy, sketchy thing where yeah. he heard from like the from like Harley that he was busting out, like escaping in the laundry room. And Joey has this like big plan uh, to avoid this like Griff and Harley situation of the, the meeting of the leaders that he's going to tip off the, um, the, the ward and let the ward know. But lo and behold, guess who is there? Harley, because Harley is like, of course I wouldn't post, like my real escape plan, duh. <laughs> like, you know, I don't want to tip off all my enemies. And um, Harley is happy that the boys are back together while Corey is backing up and he's like, come on, guys. Like, 
Like, it's just a stupid rumor. There's, like, no way Harley's coming back. Like, there's a better chance of running into the Loch Ness Monster than that greaseball Harley Kiner um, coming back. And then Harley is right there. He bumps into Harley. Harley grabs him. He's like, uh, hey, baboon, like, what's up, bro? Or whatever Yeah, did you get those threatening letters I sent? Uh, Corey immediately hands over his wallet I love like gags like this in Boy Meets World and it happens repeatedly In this episode and I just think it's like silly Now do I love Harley Grabbing Corey by like the back of the neck Nope not even a little bit um, but this but is this the type is, like literally the first time Harley like touches Corey. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. This is the first time that it happens. Um, and like, I don't know. I don't know who I here's the thing. I really like the Joey Frankie stuff. I don't I don't really care for Joey that much. I really like Frankie as a character. Um, I don't know that I needed Harley back. And I know I, I believe correct me if I'm wrong. This is the only time we're going to see him again. Right. This is his last episode. Yeah, so um, as we talked about last season, this actor was going through some mental health issues and left the show abruptly. Mm -hmm. This is, um, from what I've read, when he was feeling better, and I think that the show writers just wanted to wrap up his character in like a nice little bow. It felt unresolved to them. And um, I didn't think that we were going to see Griff again, but this is, I think, the last time we see Griff as well. Yeah, to me... I don't know. I didn't need the storyline. I got to be honest. I just felt like it felt a little shoehorned. Like it felt a little forced to have to have like Mm -hmm. Cliff or excuse me, Griff and Harley like confront one another. And like, I don't know. It just felt unnecessary in this episode. I would have preferred to maybe just have the two storylines of Mm -hmm. like Eric and Sean and then have that really be it. Um, But I don't know. It's. It's okay. It's fine. I guess you and I kind of feel like we've moved on from this whole like bully bit. Yes. And like this like brings it back a step. Yeah. Um, It just feels like it's like, you know, we're season two made more sense because they're just getting to high school. Now they're like established and I don't really feel like we need to have the boys. And I really enjoyed like the episode where like. Joey and Frankie are like trying to figure out what they want to do because they're not going to be lackeys you know like I'd prefer to have them trying to figure out like like I thought the con with the the movie thing was very funny Mm -hmm. and that made sense for them um I guess I just prefer them as a duo and as much as I love like don't get me wrong I love Adam Scott I just don't need Griff here yeah well like once again I think that that's why like this is the last of it like we gotta I guess they felt like they needed closure for Harley yeah Um, and like I mean honestly like we would be complaining if those two characters were never seen again and we'd just be like oh they just like vanished and thrown yeah I mean to be fair it would be (laughs) cough cough it happened so much that I guess I just uh, like I'm confused as to why this is the time that they felt it was unresolved versus like all the other times where it's like Minkus just disappears, you know, and he's way more of a character than any of the other ones. So, I mean, Minkus regardless, is just on the other side of the school, you know, we, which honestly, it makes sense. We only see one <laughs> little hallway at John Adams High. It makes like total logical sense that Minkus is just like this is just not where his locker is yeah this you know what you're right it probably does make sense um so So Joey's stupid Joey's beeper goes off and apparently Griff is paging them um and it's a big deal it's a big ordeal that they found a new leader besides Harley um and yeah they're they're gonna fight 
well, yeah, Harley thinks they're going to fight. It's going to be a big thing. Um, we're now at Chubby's. Very strange. Uh, it's like first thing in the morning. I don't know why Chubby's is even open. 5.30 a.m. Um, at the Chubby's. How did he even get in there? Chubby's would not I be open at 5 in the morning. I don't know. I don't know. Do they have a key? <laughs> Do they go sneak in from the back? I don't know how they got into Chubby's. He's gotten really close with Chubby, apparently, recently. <laughs> um, Sean wakes Corey up, and he says he's taking off, and he wanted to say goodbye. He's leaving town. Corey thinks he's just, like, ditching because he didn't study for a test today. Um, but Sean says he wants to go traveling and get to know himself. Um and Turner doesn't know and Sean wants Corey to cover for him like it really kind of bothers me how much Sean always asks of Corey like he's always covering for him constantly yeah yeah it's like I feel like Sean really doesn't necessarily understand how negatively this impacts Corey because I feel like Corey hates lying yeah um and it's it's not I mean this isn't gonna be easy and Corey of course doesn't agree with this plan to begin with yeah, I mean, Corey, like, literally thinks it's just a really dumb plan. Um, and, he, you know, Sean's like, you know what? I'm, like, really excited about it. Like, can I have money? And Sean, Corey's like, no. And, like, you know, Corey tries to stop him. And then Sean ultimately says, if you're my friend, then you'll let me go. And that's kind of the attitude that we will continue to see from Sean. Like, if you're yeah. my friend, you're going to let me do this. And, like, Corey has to learn to be more, like, you know, he ha- it's like it's it, to be Sean's friend, you have to be hands off, unfortunately. Like, you know, you can't. And Corey, it's like if you choose this friend, then he knows what he's getting from him. He has to accept it. Like yeah. Sean never really changes from his like independent personality. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like Corey just has to adapt. Um I'm thinking of like in a few seasons we get when Sean goes off to he like didn't same situation. He didn't want to be in school anymore. He didn't want to be in high school anymore. So he started going to the college classes. Yeah. Remember that episode? And Corey's like, no, you have to come back to high school. Like you have to like graduate. And Sean's like, no, I know what I'm doing. I'm in philosophy now. It's my favorite class. Yeah, (laughs) it is. No, it's just frustrating because it's just like I feel like Corey gives a lot. Oh, yeah. And Sean just takes advantage of Corey at certain points. And this is one of them, especially asking him to lie to Turner. Like he knows that when Sean doesn't show up, Corey is the first person everyone's going to turn to. And how is he supposed to just say, oh, I don't know where he is. Right. Um, Like it was easier for him the episode before when he was on the date with Veronica Watson. And he's like, for once, I do not know. And I'm really, really happy that I don't know. He seems so relieved. Yeah. Yeah. He's Um, like, I don't have to lie. I can go to sleep without worrying about it. Like, I'm just like going to go now. Right. Um, So we're we're now at the Matthews house. Um, And we see we see Eric typing on a typewriter. He's really, 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 really smart. Really, 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 really nice. And I loved, I don't know why this tickled me, but him signing I, yeah. Feeney's name, George Milhouse Feeney. <laughs> head yeah. guy, because he can't spell principal. Yeah. To be fair, there are two print the words principal. There are two versions. Right, yeah. So maybe he was just nervous about using the wrong one. Yeah. Um, head guy. <laughs> head guy. Head, head, head person. Head. Mm-hmm. So Alan asks why he's up so early, why he's not using the computer. And he's like, oh, I'm writing a, a paper on the Amish. Like, I just didn't feel like it was going to be right. Uh, to, 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 sure. <laughs> See, and the then, thing is, is Eric is smart. I mean, not that yeah. this is a great excuse, but it's a funny one. Like, funny. he's smart he's when he needs funny. to be. Yeah. 
Um, Amy questions it as well. Like, oh no, Eric, did you put a waffle in the computer again? Why? Like, Why would he do that? Uh, he was 15. Like, did let he, it die, Jessica. Let it die. Did he think it was like a floppy disk or something? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Well, he was 15 when it happened, which is old, which was season one. <laughs> season one, Eric put a waffle in the computer. I wish I had seen that scene. So was it a floppy disk insert or was it a CD-ROM insert? I don't think CD-ROMs were out yet. I would imagine it would be a floppy disk. 95? Yeah. I mean, I think that's floppy disk time. (sighs) But it's round. A waffle is round, like a CD, not square, like a floppy disk. I mean, you could buy square waffles, right? I don't know. Now I need to know. Are square waffles... Remember those Eggos, the cinnamon sugar Eggos? Do you remember those sugar Eggos? I feel like I've we had this conversation. so fucking good. Oh, you know what it is? I had this conversation with somebody else when um, I was watching Stranger Things because, like, obviously, Eggos were, like, a huge thing in that show. Yeah. I am not the biggest fan of Eggos. I don't know. I didn't grow up eating a lot of Eggos. I'm more of a pancake person than a waffle yeah. person. And so I yeah. didn't really have a lot of Eggos. Will right. really likes Eggos. He just had some, like, blueberry ones for breakfast this morning. Uh-huh. No. Um, <laughs> white. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, Will had Eggos this morning? Yeah, I get Eggos You've got to be fucking kidding me. Why? That's wild. Is that, why? That's so crazy. Uh, he's, he's 30 to 27. He's 20. He's not 30. He's not 27. 30, 27. He's, he's 30, 30, 27. He's 30, 27. I mean, I don't know. 28? Likes, that's uh, weird. Yeah, he turns 29 because I turned 30 this year. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I had to think about it. Um, um, hold on. Hold on. So... Um, Eggo Minis cinnamon toast waffles are square. Which okay, is so there are square waffles. Square. But it's not. And also, by the way, like Eggos are like some weird shape these days. They're not shape are round they either. They're like stop sign shaped. Why would they change the shape? Does it fit in the toaster better? I don't. You're going to have to call Ego and ask. Someone them. call Ego and find out what the deal is. With I don't these know waffles. if this is a pers- maybe it's a perspective thing, but these waffles certainly look like they are stop shine stop sign. <laughs> I also need to know if people are pancake or waffle people. Like I need to that. To, I need to know that as well. So people need to let us know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So yeah, this is when Corey walks in. And uh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, did you have the dream about the clowns again? <laughs> I love that. Um, and Corey immediately is like, I have to call Turner. It's your fault. You had to raise me right. But he gets Turner's machine. Uh, so he decides he's just going to tell him in person instead. And you know what? I kind of like this. Like, yeah. I like his parents being concerned. But Corey ultimately kind of like handling things on his on own. His like, own. it definitely shows yeah. like character progression. Yeah. I like how... Um Turner's answering machine is just three minutes of a Cat Stevens song. Like, you know, like, remember, like, you know, like, you put as on your answering machine, like, a yeah, song. Songs. Yeah. Like, it was a whole, like, produced number. Like, you got your song and then, like, you, like, like, lower it. It's and just, you have like, to, like, hit the buttons. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Amy finds the letter that. Eric wrote as George and Alan <laughs> reads it. He knows it's fake automatically. And the minute he gets up. to the realies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it So 
then we get Feeney continuing to troll Eli. Um, He had, but no, like he had a great time recording his voice. And then Eli has to um, break the news that he got cut. Feeney got cut. They, you know, Eli really fought for him, but they went into a different direction. Uh, They decided to go with Eli doing the voiceover and uh, Feeney's hurt. Now, do we think there's anything to this, right? Because, like, obviously Feeney has a better voice. But do we do we want to have a conspiracy theory moment? Oh. Did Eli take over, like, on purpose? Because it's a little suspicious that it's his voice, not somebody else's. As revenge for not getting the papayas? Maybe. Mm. I could see it. That's what happens when you don't share your gift baskets. Yep. Lesson learned. I would I would send you a gift basket. I don't know that I'm really... I mean, I guess I could do a gift basket. But do you like, want a pear box? A pear box? Like, just pears? Yeah. What the hell is a pear... Is it just have pears in it? It's a box of pears? Yes. Is that actually a thing? Yes. I feel like you're making this up. <laughs> no. Harry and why David... Would someone- Pears Why would are, someone order just a box of pears? Pear boxes are like a really popular gift. Why wouldn't you just buy some pears, put them in a box and mail them? Okay. They come from like a, a pear greenhouse of like, and they're like nice, juicy pears. And like they're in a box and it has like that crinkly brown like squiggle paper on the bottom. Yeah. Like instead of the peanuts packing. Peanuts. Yeah. And it's like a really nice presentation. Like you give it to somebody like your accountant gives it to you for Christmas. You've never heard of a pear box. I've literally never heard of a pear box. Like this wow. is this feels like the moment that we had the argument about show tunes. Like I don't understand how you are so strongly like this is a thing. Everybody knows about this, and I'm like yeah. I've literally never heard about this in my life. Yeah, no pear boxes. It's like now a thing. everybody needs to tell me if they've heard of pear boxes because this is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, Harry and David pear box. You can Google it. You'll find it if you say so. <laughs> um, so Corey. So right. So Corey goes into Turner's class. He says I need to talk about Sean. He left. Turner goes to see the counselor and he's like, you're the one who talked to him. You know, what the hell did you talk about? She's like, "Uh oh, I did mention my year off in Europe. And then she does like this. I don't know that I like this from her where she's like, well, you're the one who's his guardian. So why won't why don't you know where he is? Like, I don't think I like that. Like, that's not the issue yeah. right now, lady. Yeah, that was um, that was a, a, a dick move from Devin. Um, yeah, Dickie Devin. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't love that either. And she's like, "Ooh, good one." And it's like, yeah, you're, uh. you're, you're now you're a lunatic again. This is why I think that they were making her seem like she was crazy instead of smart. Um, even though I, once again, I agree with like, you know, college is not for everybody. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. So, um, so then we get Frankie and Joey are waiting for the fight to start, like a classic Western film. We got the creaky locker. We got the tumbleweed uh-huh. newspaper, school paper. Um, Frankie's hoping it's going to just blow over. Um, but it's time. All of a sudden, the calls are uh, completely clear. And <laughs> Joey's like, can we bail? And Frankie's like, my mom won't pick me up till 3.30, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I See, here's the thing. I feel like Joey and Frankie were the best part of this scene. Otherwise, yeah. I could have been without it. Like, Harley wants to beat up Griff. Griff is like, okay, great. The, the quicker you punch me, the quicker you're back in reform school. Yeah. And 
This is when like Harley's like, great, Joey and Frankie, you beat up Griff. And Frankie and Joey basically like quit being yeah. lackeys. Yeah, they're like, we're, we don't want to be your lackeys anymore. We want to be our own people. Um, who do you think is the better bully, Griff or um, Harley? I think Harley is a better bully, but Griff is smarter. Yeah, like maybe makes the better leader. Yeah, he's definitely more like manipulative and like long con type of yeah. smart versus like yeah. Harley doesn't really think before he acts. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, th- so they quit and Harley is like proud of them. He's like, oh, you guys showed spine. You have chutzpah. Um, yeah, you went to Hebrew school. Yeah, Learn some Yiddish. <laughs> Yeah, and this is when we see Har- uh, Corey bump into Harley again while he's like, I gave him a fake wallet. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. That's fine. It's, yeah, we it's obviously fine. we don't care about Corey. No, I don't think this yeah. the storyline really matters. I hear you. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Um, we see Sean at the bus stop. Um, he got a mango from a nice homeless guy. <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, don't thank me. Thank George Feeney. <laughs> I love this guy. He's like, my teeth are in the basket. You recognize this guy from The Wedding Singer? Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, he. I feel like he's in a lot of stuff. He is in a lot of stuff. Um, uh, Turner finds him. He's like, how'd you find me? And he's like, well, you know, I thought Sean Hunter, Europe, uh, bus. You'll probably mm-hmm. want to take a bus. So and Sean. Course, yeah. Sean has a ticket to Paris, Texas. Yeah, he thought that the TX meant tax. Yeah, I mean, typical. I like yeah, typical. It's funny. Yeah, running away is not the answer. And Sean's like, I'm not running away. I'm going someplace. I'm finally doing something with my life. Yeah. I'm free. I'm 14 years old <sighs> and I've done nothing with my life. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. And we, you know, Sean says Turner has, has stuff going on. Um, and Turner turns around and says, you know, like, I'm the one who's responsible for you. And Sean says, you know, you're not my dad. I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm used to being on my own. And I, I feel like this is definitely like where we get the underlying issue of like he doesn't have anybody or at least he doesn't think he has anybody yeah. looking out for him, which is untrue. Yeah. Um, but he certainly feels that way. Uh, see ya. Thanks for the roof is what he says. Um, <sighs> and I, I like Turner bargaining with him and saying, you know, uh-huh. you're, you're not leaving, first of all. And second of all, if you come home with me where you belong, you know, maybe we'll go to Europe next summer only if you get your grades up. And I, I like that. Like that. Compromise. I like that a lot. It actually mm-hmm. just makes me really sad that they never got to go to Europe. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe Sean went to Europe when he like got out of college. Went to Europe with Maya's mom. <laughs> Listen, that's not canon for me. I don't know any of that nonsense. Um, um, yeah. He gives so, the ticket to the yeah. um, to the old guy. Hey, kid, you listen to your dad. Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, right. I'm going to Europe. Yeah, that guy was funny. Um, And then we get like the end scene. Corey's talking to the counselor about his troubles. He's treating it like a therapist's office. Yeah. um, Because he's lying on the couch. And then Sean is back. I'd like closure with my friend. Um, And I I love this. Like, I love Corey standing up for himself. He says, I'm not apologizing. I can no longer be responsible for your actions. 
Um, and then Brilliant. we had the joke of like Corey yeah. took Sean's test, but yeah, yeah. What did you um, think of this episode? Uh, I think that if it was just an episode with uh, Sean, then I think would think it was a perfect episode, like a great episode. I like yeah. the Sean and Turner stuff, and I could have done without everything else. Like didn't. It was nice seeing Eli, um, but I didn't I need think it. They, yeah, I think they could have condensed the three side plots into either one or two. Like, we didn't need right. all three. And so yeah. I think that that's where my... I agree with you. I think it kind of takes away from the... Mm-hmm. Maybe they're trying to make it lighter, but it kind of takes away from, like, the heaviness and the emotional aspect of the Sean stuff. Uh, well, I think that that's what they're doing. I think that they're like, oh, wait, like, this show's for children. Like, we can't possibly have it super heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, let's add these gags in. But they so. had comedic stuff, like, within the heavy stuff. So I think they could have uh-huh. pulled it off. But, yeah, you're yeah, probably, probably right. Yeah. Um, I honestly do think that they wanted to get Danny McNulty as Harley in one more time um, yeah. to wrap up that storyline. I'm sure he felt like it was very resol- unresolved with how and why he left. And I'm sure the producers yeah. were sympathetic to that. And I think that was good to like tie that up in a little bow. Obviously, if the circumstances were different, I think that would have been better suited for the end of season two. But obviously, as we've discussed, that that was a personal reason why that couldn't happen. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's fine. And as long as like it's done with now, then, you know, great. Let's let's move on from it. You know, we don't we're mo- necessarily yeah, we're moved need- on. Yeah. Um, yeah. On to episode five, Hometown Hero. This episode, I remembered every mm-hmm. single thing that happened. I feel mm. like this one was on repeat when I was a kid. Yeah. It sticks out so much. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because like it basically only has like one storyline. Um, but yeah, it, it really does stick out to me. Um, yeah. We're in a whole new class. Never seen this one before. Some type of like biology class or science class. <laughs> chemistry. Was, oh, was it, it not, chemistry? Was it oh, chemistry? you're right. Yeah, you're right. It was chemistry. Um, lab reports are due. Corey didn't do it and Sean didn't know there was one. Um, but we see the teacher. This teacher is such a piece of shit. He's the worst. I yeah. Dr. Sorrell. Um, this Dr. Sorrell dude is... Um, Gosh, he's in like a whole heap of stuff. But oh, the actor himself, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. a ton of stuff. He played um a reverend, a reverend in Gilmore Girls. <gasps> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him. Yeah, and BTW, by the way, yeah, uh, this is the fiftieth episode of Boy Meets World. Oh wow, we're already on the fiftieth episode. Oh my goodness. Yep. Look at us go. Yep, yep, yep. So um, Sean's like, you know what, like. Let's just give our normal excuse. Say that we're abducted by abducted by aliens and the aliens ate the paper. So Corey goes to talk to Dr. Sorrell, who sucks. Um, but he didn't even know his name, even though Corey was convinced that they had a good relationship. Um, so Sean and Corey decide to stay up all night to finish their paper. They break into the school to hand it in. And uh, Corey rips his pants on the barbed wire. Uh, yeah, instead of just walking through the gates. Yeah. That tracks as like Corey being like, it was too easy. It was a trap I had to go through <laughs> to go over the barbed wire. Yeah, Why do you have barbed a- wire around a school? I don't know. I don't know. That was that was a, a strange one. I thought so, too. So um, Corey is ranting and raving that Tommy, the football player, 
um, is exempt from his call, like from his papers and from his schoolwork right. because he like throws the ball around like he's I don't know the the quarterback so whatever right. so he he's basically like a gets hero yeah he basically gets a free ride um so he's like really complaining about that he's like that hero stuff won't carry him through life um yeah yeah fair I mean I feel like once football players unless they go on to like play in college and the NFL you know it's kind of like the highlight of that for them yeah um but they it's too dark they try to light matches they accidentally light a trash can on fire with whatever the hell was in there they go to leave because they're scared and Corey's like wait a minute this is chemistry chemicals explode and sean apparently ended his essay with in conclusion chemicals don't explode um sean doesn't want to go back in he thinks that it's, everything's gonna be fine but Corey feels guilty and so he goes back inside mm-hmm. um apparently he pulled the alarm um to to get the fire department there um so in school the next day they're all like nobody knows nobody knows we're in the clear it's fine um but turns out janitor bud was there last night apparently he fell asleep there yeah what is you doing what is you doing he sweeps too hard (laughs) hey he like really rages so um so yeah he janitor bud calls them out he's like hey you like i know what you did last night curly come with me i one of my favorite lines of the entire episode was sean saying quick rub off your dna <laughs> yeah as Corey like is like confusingly like rubbing, rubbing his, his shirt it's like that's not gonna help you Corey. i love like, it so much though baby. rub off your dna <laughs> yeah um insanity um no. so he gets brought into Turner's classroom where him, uh, Turner, Feeney, and Eli are there. And Jander is like, this is him. This is the kid that rang the fire alarm. And ra- I saw him run down the hall. He saved my life. Right. Um, so everyone congratulates Corey. Yeah. Clap. Um, except, except Feeney, who yeah, does congratulate Feeney's him. skeptical. How fortunate for us that you were passing by the school. And he looks real Whoa. sus. Why yeah. no one is questioning what Corey was doing out that late at night near the school? You know, nobody cares. No, we don't know. So, um, yes, if it wasn't for Corey, some other janitor would be sweeping janitor, janitor butt up right now. Oh, God, that's so gross <laughs> to think about. Yeah. So um, Eli calls Corey a hero and Bud says that Corey is OK in his book, which I feel like is the highest honor, because if you're not on janitor Bud's good side, I feel like you're absolutely fucked. Yeah, 100 percent. Corey's like super uncomfortable though. He doesn't want people to think he's a hero. But Sean is the one who's like, just lean into it, man. Like, let it be. Like, live the yeah. life. Because he has now a red carpet to his locker. Oh, okay. Um, yes, the red carpet to his locker is very plush. Yes. Um Dr. Sorrell gives him an A plus on his paper, even though that all was left of the paper was his name and the date. This teacher truly is the worst. Yeah, Dr. Sorrell is a clout chaser. Like he, he just follows the clout. Sean got a D because chemicals do explode, but he sees this as an improvement because, you know, it's a better grade for him. So he's like all happy because he's riding Corey's coattails. Yeah. Yes. And this is when Janitor Bud makes Corey a remote control, like, locker. It's a mm-hmm. locker genie. And yeah. here's an extra clicker for your wife, which <laughs> I just love. Yeah. Um. So the fancy locker, it's just, like, with a click of a button, it opens and closes. Um. 
I remember this so vividly from when yeah. I was a kid, but it was so much more impressive when I was a kid. Because you're just thinking of the possibilities. You're like, I don't have to spend the time doing my combination. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know. What lockers did you have in your school? We did not have lockers that had the combination built into it. We had to bring our own locks. Oh, that's that's uh, low budge. <laughs> <laughs> The shade on my shitty high school. <laughs> yes, it certainly was. No, but we did. We Because, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, if from year to year, like, when it... Okay, so did you have the same locker for all the years of high school? No, there was, like, a senior hallway, a freshman hallway. Okay, so wouldn't you know the combination of your old locker then? Like, you could break into somebody else's locker. I, I don't think you cared enough oh. to even think of... I'm just I, saying. D- doing that. Yeah, we had to bring our own, and we had to have our own for gym lockers as well. So we needed two gym lo- gym lockers. You did need a lock for, yeah. Um, but no, we we had lockers. Where well, I was low in. budget, so yeah. um, but yes, it was like a big deal. You're like, oh my god, so easy. Press a button, boom, yeah. it opens. Well, yeah, it had like a light in it. But I swear, like there there wasn't another time where he had his locker redecorated, right? I don't not not to my memory, no. Because I remember this being like miraculous and like so extravagant. And it was just like a fucking like light in a locker and a red carpet and it opened. But like my little kid self, I'm like, oh, oh, this, this is, is this, this is, is beyond. Yeah. This is beyond. This is lifestyles of the rich and famous locker edition. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder, like, and I was trying to think, like, wait, was there a second episode where something, like, similar like this happened? And I think so. I, like, I Googled, like, fancy locker, and I couldn't find an answer. Um, yeah, so, yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, to be determined, like, we'll see in the future, of course. But yeah. if this is what my little pea brain was thinking was impressive, then I'm... I'm low budge. I mean, I think the thing is when you're a kid, like things seem more yeah. like cooler than yeah. they actually are. Yeah. Kind um, of like when I thought the stingray was a real stingray. Yes. Also like that. I was like, that thing is 100% real <laughs> so stingray. Real. It was like the fakest looking thing that we've ever seen in our lives. <laughs> so but bad. I was like, it's a real stingray. <sighs> but this Wild. is enough to convince Corey that he's a hero. Yeah. Topanga tells Sean that they have to meet Corey in the cafeteria. There's like a pep rally going on, which is cafeteria is a weird spot for it, but okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tommy says they wouldn't have a field to score touchdowns on without Corey Matthews. <laughs> the fire spreads down the gravel. Uh, all the, the way field. to the football field. All the way. Yes. And we have Eric with his really crappy speech. Corey Matthews, Corey Matthews, Corey Matthews. Last week, Stephanie and I broke up. I'm available. Corey Matthews is a hero. (sighs) I feel like Corey goes from, like, not wanting to be called a hero to pretending to cough because of this, you know, quote unquote, smoke inhalation. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. What a what a disrespect to Jack Pearson, who actually struggled and suffered from. You're going to trigger people that are watching this as us. (laughs) Okay, so. um. Yeah, so basically he's like, the flames are bigger than me and those competitors that you're going to play ball with next week are bigger than you, but just don't be afraid. Did I run away? No. If you're in succeed in business or in the gridiron, you have to believe you can do it. There's a little like, Corey Matthews <laughs> inside <laughs> each and every one of you. He, and like people, did, uh, that, and, and if you didn't understand Jessica saying, <laughs> 
<laughs> she said there's a little Corey Matthews inside each and every one of you. Uh, I can't not laugh. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even spit the line out. And like n- not anybody appreciated this. So he's like, it's a uh-huh. metaphor. Mm-hmm. And Topanga's like, isn't this great? Like everybody loves him. And then this is when like Sean starts to like get a sour feeling about all this. Like, is it yes. jealousy? Is it that Corey's having a big head? I I, I think I, it's a mix. I think it's mix. honestly a mix of both. Yeah. I think Sean is used to being in the limelight over Corey. And I think that, like, Sean sees Corey starting to, like, believe his own hype. Yeah. And it's getting a little bit too far. Like, we see Corey with, like, a fireman bear and a yeah. tinfoil swan. Like, where the <laughs> fuck did these things come from? What the fuck? What did he get, like, a fucking free steak dinner or something? Okay, so, like, the fireman bear, like, I get. Yeah, like, makes sense. Makes sense. The kind fire- of. Not probably, really for a teenage boy, no, but okay, sure. Sure. Like, he gets the fireman bear. Who <laughs> gave Corey the foil swan? What's it? Usually you get a foil swan. Now, I've never been to a restaurant that's given me a foil swan. I don't think that's a thing yeah. anymore. <gasps> oh! Have you gotten a foil swan? The sushi. No, that's in the future. But he was going to get sushi with Dr. Sorrell, but that didn't happen yet. I don't, okay. I don't know. No, I've never gotten a takeout of... Um, of a fo- with foil swans. The only yeah. time I've ever seen this besides Boy Meets World ha- was um, that Cameron Diaz movie. Um, She's a, no uh, something about Mary. No, 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 oh. Cameron. There, the only other time I've seen a tinfoil swan, there was an episode of Friends um, in the later mm-hmm. seasons that Rachel yeah. gets a tinfoil swan. Um, huh. I didn't think this was actually a thing though anymore. I don't feel like it's an appropriate takeout box. No, you know. Yeah, the sweetest thing with Selma Blair, Christina Applegate, oh, and Cameron Diaz. Yes, and uh, that was the only other time I saw a uh, a swan foil. Restaurant yeah. workers, do tinfoil yeah. swans still exist? No. Let us know. No, it does not. Weird. Who gave that to him? So he's like, this is the greatest day of my life. Like, do you think that the student council is really going to get the school named after me? Um, like, not for nothing, but why? I understand, like, he saved Janitor Bud's life, but I feel like most of the people wouldn't give a flying fuck about this. I don't know. And he didn't even like put out the fire. He just pulled the alarm. Yes, exactly. He didn't so even do anything. So it's not that like, impressive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But apparently Amy and Alan and Eric are like super pumped about it. They all say, surprise. Here's the thing, Corey. How did you think your parents wouldn't find out if your brother knew about it? Right. Yeah. And like every universe? And I mean, Feeney updates them on every single thing. He probably gets like a daily progress report. From I was going to say Feeney has his own like newsletter that he gives to the math. <laughs> God, jeez, Louise. And at first it was just Corey on the newsletter. But now they've added Eric as well. Yes. Not Morgan, no, though. She has not Morgan, though. We're I, five episodes in and where fuck is Morgan? I thought that she would have been here by no, now. No. Um, so Sean's like, I just want to make sure your feet's still on the ground. And like, Corey says, don't rain in my parade. The parade's on Tuesday, by the way. He gets a parade, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, uh, the, the, his parents say, like, the phone hasn't stopped ringing all day. I love the Sean line. Why didn't you just answer it? Yeah, Sean had the good one-liners. Yeah. Uh, balloons and banners for Corey's heroic mission. Yeah, he goes, he has like a very quick turnaround of not wanting to be a hero to telling this story like in detail. You could tell he's told this story like a million times in one day. 
Yeah. Um, John looks really, like, disappointed. Yeah. So Corey is just, like, raging with his locker genie. And (laughs) he asks Sean why Sean didn't stay for dinner last night. And Sean's like, I wasn't hungry. He gets, like, all moody with Corey. He's Mm -hmm. like... um. So Corey's like, I know I should have told the truth to my parents, but it just would have made it worse. Um, and then he's like, I just don't want to disappoint the people. Like, you know, I have a photo shoot with the homecoming queen. I have sushi with Dr. Sorrell. I'm going to the <laughs> airport to meet and greet the new exchange student. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like um, all of these things. It's just too much. Yeah. I just don't want to go back to the old Corey. I've been at the school for two years and people still call me Corey's brother or Sean's friend or like, hey, kid, move. Um, but Sean's concerned. And, and rightfully so. Yeah. Here's here's my gripe with this episode. And maybe I'll save my gripe for later because I guess it doesn't really come up right now. But oh, OK, um, then we find out that Eli and Turner are going to get Corey and his family on TV uh, and Corey now is like slamming his head into his fancy locker. Um, and Turner's like, oh, Eli, he's just nervous. Don't you worry. And Feeney, <laughs> shady ass Feeney, is like, oh, I can't wait to hear the full story. And like, uh, so shady, Feeney. Corey can say no. Like, why you put yourself in this predicament? Because he can't say no. That's the thing. He has not said no once since all of this <sighs> happened. I would just, like, try to let it die. Like, don't, like, let this drag on. You're just making this bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Corey's, like, you know, really over it now. Like, I just can't go through with this anymore. Um. So, at home, he calls, like, um, like an ask. Yeah, ask. Like a telephone hotline. Yeah, for advice. And he says his name is Gomez. And he wants to come clean about something. But the truth will just make things worse. And they advise, like, you need courage. Like, look deep inside yourself. Um, and Corey does not like this advice. He, she's um, like, you know what? Like, another thing that you can do is, like, tune in to Philadelphia tonight because there's a brave boy named Corey Matthews. So ridiculous. Yeah. Um so now Corey's in his room pacing the newsman, uh, the news van and newswoman shows up. Um, and, you know, Sean says, like, you know what? Like, I am partly to blame. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that. Yeah. I feel like that's true. He was he was encouraging Corey to go along with it. And now he's kind of like, you know, laying, uh, what is it? Lying in the bed he made. What is that? Is that right? Yeah. He's <laughs> laying thing? in the bed he made. It doesn't sure. sound right. But it doesn't I sound right. Is Oh, you made your bed. Now you have to lie in it. I think that's oh. like normally what people say. Yes. But anyway, that's what yeah. he's doing. And we see Eric come out of the bathroom. He's in a suit. He says that he wants to be the new, uh, new Rich Herrera. He wants to be the new weather guy. Everyone loves Herrera. Um, a head of hair and a winning smile. Um, so he's he's totally ready to be on TV. He is camera ready. Yeah, he looks he looks very dapper. Um, so so yeah, so we have Corey like continuing to freak out. Mm-hmm. Connie, who's the newswoman, is like energy on eleven. Um, Eric lady. comes Oof. in making a fool of himself, like uh, auditioning to be the new weatherman. Sits right in between funny. his parents. Yeah. 
I um, loved it. I love him constantly throwing in things like, oh, the wind chill. It's like negative 15 today. Burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but like, you know, one of the rules that Connie said is don't interrupt me, which is like all Eric does. Yeah. He just needs the spotlight on himself. I love Sean stealing craft services. That's amazing. Um, and I, I love, like, I really thought that, um, that Alan, like, did such a good job. Like, I felt like he did a good job playing the, like, dad who's proud of his son, but, like, uncomfortable in front of the camera and obviously, like, memorized something to say. Yeah, like, this acting was, like, on a different level. Like, he was, like, all, like, he, like, talked, like, into the mic, like, wanting to touch it. And, like, it was, like, it was a good character Yeah, uh, that he was portraying I guess yeah so the question is like has Corey changed since becoming a hero right I don't know what they actually said sorry I'm reading my notes this is what I have written down yeah you bring this wrinkled thing home from the hospital and you never expect one day Corey is a coastal eddy Oh, has being a hero changed Corey? I remember has being a hero changed Corey, but what the hell is ghost? Okay, so, okay, so basically that's what Alan's starting to say, and Eric interrupts Alan, and he's like, oh, like he interrupts him and <gasps> says, um, Corey is a coastal Eddie. Okay, so that actually did happen. I was like, yeah. was I like drunk when I wrote these <laughs> notes? What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I, like. Yeah, Eric interrupts Alan, and then um, Eric gets cut off. And sent to um, his room on live television. to his room on live television. Um, uh, Amy says, Corey hasn't changed. He's the same sweet, wonderful kid. And Alan says, um, Corey didn't do it because he's a hero. He did it because it had to be done. Doing the right thing is what makes him special. This was um, so sweet. Yeah. Like, this was heartbreaking because it's like, you want to shake Corey and be like, if you're going to tell the truth, tell it before your parents go on live television yeah make it full out of themselves yes yeah. because they're so proud of him and it's like again we get this really strong now that i think about it, juxtaposition between this episode in which Corey's parents are obviously so ridiculously proud of him and then like sean on the other hand is trying to like run away from town last episode it's just a very interesting juxtaposition considering they're such good yeah. friends and how different their backgrounds they are, are. They are yeah um but yeah and then we get the funny scene and, and obviously Corey's like Ooh, I don't know what to do um but we get Feeney if Feeney like how many times we should have counted how many times Feeney has yelled at somebody for like ruining his flowers like the audio guy is fucking up his azaleas he's not fucking having it he apparently they set something on top of one of his bushes like no yeah. respect for Feeney's coaxial cart. cables yes. no yeah. one has any respect for Feeney's garden yeah there's a generator on his brandle bush <laughs> The fuck is a Brandle Bush? I don't He's know. He's talking about his azaleas constantly, but I'm, this is yeah. the new one, the Brandle Bush. Yeah. What? Da, who talks more about their plants, me or Feeney? Oh, Feeney for sure. Yeah. He's all about his azaleas. Yeah. I do love my plants, but not as much as Feeney loves no. his azaleas. It's because Feeney doesn't have pets. So if he right. had pets, that's what it would be. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah. Feeney, um, Corey doesn't feel good. He doesn't feel like going on TV and being the hero. He's, um, you know, gets a, a nice good talk in with Feeney. He's like, what is a hero even? And Feeney gives the whole hero means different things to different people. You know, a firefighter's a hero. Like I knew a guy who worked um, a job that he hated in a factory for 30 years, but he had to do his for his family like I see that person as a real hero I like this um, conversation 
But ultimately, a hero is somebody that does the right thing when the right thing isn't the easy thing to do. And obviously, Corey's like, you know, um, he's like, I have suspicions, but I don't have facts. Yeah. I love the scene. I feel like within like two minutes, we get like a really great Corey Feeney scene where he's like yep. spouting all fucking sorts of wisdom and shit. <laughs> I just yep. I just really appreciate these yeah. moments between Corey and Feeney. I feel like we I don't know that we've had it a ton recently. No. And so we I have feel not. like getting this like itty bitty nugget of like wisdom from Feeney is kind of overdue. I feel like I missed out on it a lot. I, so. I agree. I don't know if we've had like a really good moment of um since season one like this. Yeah. Um, well, I we had like maybe a moment in season two. Like they they weren't that many though. Like I feel like it was many. mostly in season one. Yeah, and we've kind of like backed off of like the the Feeney Corey stuff. I feel like we've seen more Corey er- or excuse me Eric Feeney stuff. Yes, um, but I really liked this. I thought it made a lot of sense, and I I like the way Feeney approaches it, where he's not gonna like he's just gonna be like shady and like make underhanded comments, but he's not ever gonna come out and say like I know what you did, Corey. Right, because um, it's not his place to. He wants right. his kids to take. Um, the initiative to stand up for what's right. Right. And so this is what kind of gives Corey the push to, um, to tell his parents. Um, so he, he tells them and Corey's like, you know, I was hoping it would go away, but then his dad is like, well, you're going to have to tell Connie because I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good parental move. Yeah. Yep. And Feeney is like, you know, well done. It confirms what I suspected. I knew the character of the young man heroic. Um, and then he says, I'll see you at the school tomorrow. Bring old clothes. You'll be painting. It's like, is Corey never not in trouble? He's always in trouble. Always. Always. This is a Saturday detention. Tiss, tiss. As usual. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Janitor Bud is taking away his logger genie. He's like, look, like, I know you still saved me, but Feeney signs the checks and the locker genie yep. gots to go. So hand over the clicker. And he goes, uh, hand over the clicker, Mrs. Fraud. Yes. Um, this is the thing. And Corey's happy to be plain old Corey again. I got my best friend. I got my girlfriend. And then some guy says, hey, kid, move. And he says, I got my own name back. Oh. Here's my minor bone to pick with this episode i like this episode a lot actually i really do i think it's one of the classics um when i think of boy meets world i do i do think of this episode i think it it has you know a good lesson to learn within it whatever i feel like we're this to me feels like season one of boy meets world it's very much like morals old school about you know what i mean like it's Mm -hmm. one storyline following Corey through the whole episode um and it has like a a nugget of wisdom in there from feeney it's very season one boy meets world to me my question is what the fuck is Topanga's reaction to any of this? Because we get, she's like, oh, so proud of him, so great. And then all of a sudden he's turning in his locker genie. He never fucking told her any of this, right? He can, like, Sean knows the whole T. He obviously eventually confesses to his parents. But what does Topanga think? Because I feel like Moral Compass Topanga season one would be really, like, upset with Corey about this. But it doesn't seem like she's upset at all based on the tiny, tiny, tiny end scene we see. I think that, yeah, like, I really do think that Topanga would be disappointed in Corey for this. Um, mm-hmm. We see Cor- uh, Topanga really happy for Corey and supportive. Um, so I do think that she, I don't think that the Topanga that we know would be very happy about all of this. Um, yeah. But the lies, like, especially the fact that, like, he lied to her as well. Um, but no, she does not seem bothered. She seems more bothered that she has to hand in her clicker for the locker genie. Exactly. It's just, it doesn't, I don't know. I just, 
I feel like I'm annoyed that we haven't gotten more Topanga so far. I just feel like Uh we should be seeing more of her thoughts and feelings on all of this. I don't know. It's just a minor gripe that I have in an episode I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if I had a tiny, tiny gripe, that would be it. Um, otherwise, I really enjoyed this episode. I liked it a lot more than the first episode we watched. Yeah, I liked it more than the first episode, too. Um, I really don't think we're going to see a lot of Topanga until season four. I know. But It's unfortunate. We keep yeah. doing that. We kept like, oh, next next season, more and more Topanga. No, but really, like, next season, know, it's going to. So, um, yeah, uh, we get, you know, Tommy is still going to, you know, be a low life, not do his classwork. Sorrel still gives um the football player the free bass unfortunately yeah. uh, does not accept a doctor's note from Corey. um did you know of course you don't know but i read somewhere that tommy is now a math teacher somewhere what that's interesting yeah, yeah not an actor anymore a math wow. teacher we that's interesting yeah yeah um so that was those are the two episodes do we want to get into the fashion hour Yes, ma'am. Let's get into it. Lovely. So first up in fashion hour, we have Sean's look from episode five, the second episode we watched. Um, He is wearing cargo <laughs> camo pants, which is the main reason I picked this outfit. They're like so ridiculously baggy. Looks like he's wearing like brown shoes. They might be or excuse me, black shoes. They might be boots. Kind of tough to tell. Um, on the top, he's wearing what looks to be like a white Henley. Over top of that, he has a yellow button-down shirt that is like a very loud pattern. I can't mm-hmm. exactly tell. It looks kind of like birds, but it's hard to tell exactly what it is. Um, yeah, I don't he know. Has, he has that familiar uh, center part with the swoopy hair to the sides. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so, like, camo pants. That was such, like... It's still a thing, right? But I feel as though like even I had a pair of camo pants. I don't think I ever did. But like this style of like baggy pant, baggy. I certainly had. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this is a uh, quite a look. Not I don't I don't know if it it matches. I think that like maybe if you did not have the yellow shirt, it would match better. Oh this, yeah, it does not match at all. This yellow shirt is quite peculiar. It's a very unshawn piece this seems like a shirt that like amy bought him um to Uh replace some of his wardrobe right like this white henley belonged to eric like this yellow shirt is something like these camo pants like something jonathan and him picked up at the local mall like yeah this is kind of like a mishmash of an outfit yeah, it's interesting. I just mainly picked it for the pants, but the pants. there's a lot going on. Yeah, the pants are a mood. Yeah. The bottoms and the tops looks like they're from two different outfits. Yeah. Um. Next up, we have Topanga. Even though we barely saw her in episode five, I did think that I, I, I saw this outfit and was like, OK, great. Let's include this. Um. So this is the first outfit when she's telling Sean that they need to go to the pep rally. She is wearing a pleated light blue mini, mini, mini skirt. Um, on top, she's wearing a 
looks like a green, black, and white striped crop top that kind of like just meets. Like it looks like the skirt is fairly high waisted, so they kind of just meet at the center. Um, she's wearing a navy blue, almost like a suit jacket type of thing, and her hair actually looks quite different—not quite different, but a little different than her normal look. Um, mm-hmm. She has in a very, very high pony scrunchie, um, kind of like a light, light green, and then of course. She can't get enough of them. She's wearing her yellow <laughs> cowboy boots. Um. Okay. I love so many elements of this outfit. Like, I love the scrunchie. I love her mm-hmm. hair in this. It's kind of like, you know, Ariana Grande's hair. Yes. It's so long that it looks like her hair is like half up, half down. But it's like literally just in a high pony. Yeah. You know, she it got headaches so, by the end of the day with this. this yeah. Look. It's so cute. I love this little top that she's wearing. It's like a mock turtleneck. Like, it's a very high neck. I like mm-hmm. the stripes. I like the colors of it. Um, I like the skirts cute. The blazers, fine. I don't think the navy blazer matches very well. I, I mean, think she should have done without the navy blazer, to yeah. be honest. Um, but I like the look all together. And, like, the cowboy boots are, like, so her, I Truly guess, a season three. Truly a mystery. Like, like, all these elements, like, are great, but, like, somehow, like, if they were just in, like, a different color palette, like, I, maybe it's the light blue skirt that's throwing me off. Like, maybe if the skirt was black and then it just doesn't, the jacket's like, black. Again, it feels like Sean's outfit where some of it was meant to go with some other pieces. Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird one, but, like, I saw her and I got excited. Like, I liked I liked yeah. it, but when you're like really breaking it down, like it really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, no. Um, and last but not least, I saw this outfit and immediately knew it was going to be involved. And yeah. at least, you know what? At the very least, we can't say that this outfit doesn't all go together. Um, we're talking not uh, Connie, the news anchor reporter woman. She is wearing a emerald green, like super super bright, like leprechaun green. Um, suit, pantsuit, skirt suit. Um, it's, you know, huge shoulder pads. And there's a lot of like white and black detailing all along the hem. She has a matching bow in her hair. Um, mm-hmm. weirdest, like, I don't even know what you would call this, where it buttons at the top. There's like this massive, I don't know, brooch. I have no idea what this thing is. Um, a skirt that matches, of course. Like this outfit is so extra (laughs) yeah uh it is but it's like so fun it's like this like bright kelly green like it has like so many matching elements it's like very like put together Mm -hmm. it's an oversized jacket that is very like 90s it's -hmm. like it is so so much like this giant like rosette brooch in the middle is it's so much so extra looks like she's like doing a news report on like uh saint patrick's day yeah um i think it's hilarious though so um i think i'm gonna give connie the, <laughs> the rachel green award for the most 90s outfit 
go Connie. Um, you do yeah. you, girl. Yeah, we're never going to see her again. It's basically no. a throwaway point, but it's fine. You know what? She fine. earned it more than the others did. That's true. Um, and then um, we have the Paul Rudd certificate of timelessness for the most timeless outfit. Uh, we actually have an uh, outfit from episode four here. There weren't many to pull, honestly. So I did. I did choose this one. Um, this is Corey when he's in the hallway talking about running into Harley and how ridiculous it would be. Uh, he is wearing a light wash denim jean as he is wont to do in this season. Um, mm-hmm. Black sneakers or boots, tough to tell. Um, but the main reason I chose this was I thought this top was particularly timeless. He's wearing a, again, a similar kind of Kelly green um, t-shirt. And then over top of that, he has a plaid um, flannel on. It is like green and white and the same kind of green. Honestly, I feel like Corey looks pretty good here. Like he's very oh, matchy. Yeah. And flannels are very in. So that's why I picked this outfit. I really, really, really like the top half. Um, this green t-shirt with this green plaid. Like, I mm-hmm. agree. I think that green is definitely his color. Like, mm-hmm. I think he looks really good. I like this pattern of plaid. It would be something that I would purchase for my significant other. Um, so, yeah, I really like this outfit from Corey. Yes. And lastly, we have Amy and this is from episode five. Um, This is when Corey arrives home. This is the outfit she's wearing. I can see this also being kind of 90s, but I put it here because it's very in now also. Mm-hmm. um, So she's wearing black jeans, black denim, very high waisted, like a mom jean with a black belt, a silver um belt buckle. She has on I think she has like an undershirt on like some kind of like white tank top or white T-shirt. And then she has um, a denim button-down shirt, but she has it unbuttoned and she has it knotted um, mm. so that it's kind of like a crop top. Her hair, just ignore it. We all know it's <laughs> 90s. You can't. What are you going to do about it, right? Right. Um, but I just felt like these individual pieces, right, like black denim with like um, a regular blue denim top, especially like cropped, I also I feel like it's kind of timeless. So. Yeah. I think she looks adorable. Like, I really mm-hmm. like how this little outfit of hers, it's a little different from Amy, but mm-hmm. I think it's really cute. Like, this chambray shirt that's, like, knotted with, like, a little white tee tucked in and the black pants. So, um, although I really do like Corey's outfit, it's not anything that's new that we haven't seen before. Yeah. So let's give it to Amy this week. Woo! Congrats, Amy. Look at you getting points on the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness leaderboard. Yay. Lovely. All right. So those were our two episodes. Uh, next week, we are coming back with episodes six and seven. So another double hitter. Uh, this Little Piggy and Truth and Consequences. So that should be interesting. Um, and yeah, I think that was, that was it. Like I said, I really preferred uh, the second episode this week, but I'm excited to get more into season three. We're still revving up. We're still at the beginning here. Um, Sarah, what else do we have coming up going on all of those fun things? We are going to be into July next week. So, yes. So, um, for July, we announced that, um, not a hard theme, but our like light theme is like movies that come from books. So our first movie that we're covering is Matilda, and we are covering that with the great Latanya. So I'm really excited for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I Matilda's great. I I don't has she seen Matilda? No, right. 
I don't remember because we talked about it with her a while ago. I'll yeah. have to double check. I think it's honestly I kind of love when they when they have and the guest hasn't seen the movie if we right. have. I think it yeah. kind of has a fun dynamic. I'll have to double check with her and see if she has. Yeah, I have a feeling that when we originally talked about it, she did not. I don't know if she's seen it since. Maybe she has since. Yeah. But yeah. regardless, um, she'll have seen it for the podcast. Yeah. So Yeah. And then um for our second one, well, like a little little teaser. Yeah, do a little teaser. Robin Williams. A Robin Williams go. movie. It could be anything. There's so many 90s Robin Williams movies. I know. I so know. excited about it. So it's it's going to be fun. Keep an eye out. Um, yeah. Send in your feedback as always. Shit90spod at gmail.com. Yep. At Shit90spod on Instagram and yep. Twitter. And you can always catch me on Community Building over on Post Show Recaps. Um, also, this week I was on RHAP for mm-hmm. the Top 40 Count Top 40 Countdown. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are we were at number 15, Best Season of Survivor. I talked Panama with Lindsay Wilson and Rob. So much fun. Check that out. It's, it's four hours long. So, you know, you settle down for a long car ride or, you know. Or something, yeah. Take it in chunks. Um, it was yeah. a really fun time. So uh, hopefully you guys all listen. And if, if that's your thing, uh, check yeah. it out. Um, Rob has a podcast. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah. So that's what's happening with us. Boy Meets World. Um, we'll be back next week. Dawson's Creek. If that's your flavor. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Yeah. So much going on. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Shit 90 Shows taught me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.